This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here we go, hour two. It is a great day for talk radio. It's the Friday edition. And the weekend looms, by the way. Uh, we've also got something that's coming up on Monday, as I understand, Brianna having just mentioned that uh, the legislature is apt to be recalled because the Power Workers Union didn't ratify the final offer that was presented to them by the OPG, and so they're in a strike position. EGADs, here we go. Uh, they haven't had a contract since, I guess, March 31st, which of 2018 is uh, a long time. It's nine and a half months. Or eight and a half, I guess. Anyway, uh, the story being that, uh, well, we'll pick it up with Greg Rickford. He's the Minister of Energy. He's going to join us after 6 o'clock, and uh, we'll see exactly if there's going to be a series of rotating power outages or because the legislature would be recalled, they'd mandate these guys back to work. And uh, what that all entails, I'm not entirely clear. And if the power goes out, uh, that's when we burn our fire logs that smell like... KFC, a bucket of chicken, was talking about that just before the news update. That's an interesting one. Chicken-scented fire log. I love it. Actually, you know, uh, when it comes to these kinds of incendiary things that are flavored this way, uh, that could come in handy if you're cremating a loved one, right? I mean, yes. It would sure, I'm sure it would shorten the eulogies. Garvey Maloney was a wonderful husband and a father. Let's eat. Uh, that kind of thing. Okay, enough said. We've got our uh, panel coming by, and as to uh, other matters here citywide, uh, you know, if you're burning a blunt, uh, that's another one. Fire log that smells like marijuana. That could become very popular, too. Think of all of the offshoots. However, uh, the city yesterday cleared the idea that marijuana would be dispensed here in Toronto proper. Not everybody's happy about that. Other surrounding communities have uh, already decided they would not uh, opt in. January 22nd is the deadline where you had to make a decision, and the City of Toronto cleared that yesterday. One of whose members, Stephen Holliday, still the Deputy Mayor and Councillor for Ward 2 at Toboco Centre, has joined the Oakley Show this afternoon to tell us what this all means. Stephen, good to have you back on the show. Hi there. Oh, hello, and good afternoon to you and to the listeners. Stephen, uh, the City said, okay, we're going to green light marijuana dispensaries, albeit uh, there's going to be a limited number here in the province, the first tranche anyway. We're told 25 in total because the supply of weed uh, is rather short. But here's a question to you. I mean, I've heard guys like your counselor colleague, Karagianis, you like the alliteration there, by the way? Uh, he has uh, suggested he doesn't want it in his community out there in Scarborough. Uh, is it possible then that certain communities could opt out? Well, we had a heated debate about this at Council uh, the other day. There's no question that this discussion over cannabis and retail is an emotionally charged subject. I heard it on the campaign trail. I'm sure you've heard it on the show. And people have got a lot of different ideas about how and why and if cannabis should be used in Canada. But the fact is, it's the law of the land. And uh, I think there's a lot of concern around the council that if we had a fragmented system in the city, it would be a real dog's breakfast. And so I think ultimately this idea that we would have pockets of the city that are dry was never accepted and passed by council. All right. So that's not going to happen, notwithstanding certain areas that might be uh, resistant to it. It's going to go ahead. The other thing I'm curious about is, I mean, there's been resistance with this King Street pilot, as you know, and uh, now we hear it's extended until July 31st, seven more months before they make a decision on it. Let's be honest here. That decision's already been rendered, hasn't it? Well, you know my position on this matter, and I wasn't able to support this idea of extending the pilot. To me, there is no surprise. When you route the cars off the street where transit is, 
you can only expect that it's going to move faster. And indeed, that's what the study told us. So this, uh, this matter got pushed forward into next summer. Uh, so there would be uh, a full year of gathering data and maybe this way to round out all of the good news about the faster transit. But I don't know. It, it still is what it is. It's it's the closing down of a street for through traffic. And my worry about this is the King Street pilot, everything has a beginning and an end. And the King Street pilot is the beginning. And if you look at the map of all of the different streetcar routes through the city, you have to wonder where the end is going to be. Well, in other words, this is just the opening salvo. Uh, I'm guessing there are certain councillors, Cressy Perks amongst them, that would see this as being a litmus test for uh, putting more of these pilot projects in play uh, in the coming months and years. Yeah, well, I mean, this is it's a very, very big public policy question. What is the future of these routes and the future of the downtown with respect to the private automobile? There's no doubt in my mind there are members of council that would ban cars altogether in the downtown core. And maybe that caters to uh, their support base. But I see uh, this as, as a joint city and uh, as a city that people need to be moving around in. And uh, I have worry that it, left unchecked, uh, people will take aggressive actions to reshape transportation in the city and change things like you see on the King Street pilot. Well, it's interesting because it was an overwhelming vote, though, 19 to 3, only yourself, Michael Ford, and Jim Karagiannis in the dissent. So it seems like this was weighted very much to one side. Yeah, I, I mean, this council is, uh, that's one of the things with a smaller council is, uh, is maybe more polarization on certain issues. But uh, I've been very clear how I felt on this particular matter throughout. And uh, we'll see what, what time will tell about other initiatives like this. Uh, let's not forget there was an equally uh, divisive discussion about Young Street North, north uh, up by Shepherd and Finch. Mm-hmm. Um, the politics of that are different, uh, but again, we're going to see some vying factions there about how they see that stretch of road. Well, yeah, Fillion's the councillor in question. He wants to uh, put bike lanes in there on either side. So uh, as much as the traffic's already congested and there's some chaos up there, uh, it's going to get worse if you put in bike lanes. That sort of stuff we've talked about uh, ad nauseum now. Just one final word on the King Street pilot. So it's extended until the 31st of July. A lot of these businesses might not make it until then. This is what I was hearing directly from some of them. Yeah, I mean, that's one dimension of this whole discussion is what has the impact been on businesses. It's not an easy thing to be scientific about. We have some information about sales data. Some of the sales data indicates that uh, that there is positive movement in sales, but I wonder if it's the same positive movement that we see in other parts of the city. But the other question is, is the sales data is only a small caption of all the things that happen on that city, uh, on that city stretch of road. And, uh, and I think we need to bring in some of the empirical data about what the businesses are saying. Would agree. Uh, I was told even by one of the restaurateurs on that strip yesterday that a lot of these data are also compiled, uh, like, say, takeout meals or uh, Uber delivering food. It's not like people are actually frequenting the restaurants. Let me move on to something else. Stephen Holliday with us, the Deputy Mayor and Councillor Ward 2 at Tobacco Centre. Because this is a big story, I think, uh, that's going to get increasingly larger. The TTC being uploaded to the province. Of course, running it, maintaining the system would still stay with the city. But there's some uh, consideration, let's call it, that what that would give the province uh, license to do then is effectively build the infrastructure of the TTC, 
but included in that would be development fees, the air rights, uh, as we've got certain hubs right there in Etobicoke, you've seen with the, uh, I think it's the Mimico stop now, uh, developers got the air rights over this, and it's public-private partnerships that would really come to the fore under the Ford government, uh, provinces open for business. Is that a good model? Do you see that as being a boon to Toronto? Are we uh, conceding something here of consequence? Well, those are all possibilities. We've struggled to fund the expansion of transit. And if there are possibilities, I'm very careful about development because we don't want to throttle things too fast and make change too fast. But there are these possibilities. Now, look, there's, there's nothing strange or extreme about this proposal to upload the idea of subways. We've got really complicated transit systems in Toronto, and this was part of the, the debate at Council the other day. We've got subways that extend outside of the 416. We've got Metrolink which is another layer of government that operates in our city. So to your average citizen, who owns the subway shouldn't really matter, provided it's arriving on time and leaving. But the whole essence of the debate, it was polarized. Some said, by no means should we ever allow an upload and ever cooperate with the provincial government. And another faction and the majority of council said, look, we don't know what the proposal is. Let's move to explore it. We're cautious. Let's hear what the government has to say. Let's see what the deal is. And maybe there is some information about air rights or, or ways to generate some money in all this. And then we'll make a decision. By the way, how are you uh, enjoying the new office and... Uh the staff increase and everything, have you gone along with the rest of them? Because, I mean, the doubling up of the office and bu- staff budgets, uh, are you playing along? Well, I was real sore about that one at council. I couldn't support uh, moving my office budget to $480,000. Uh, did I bring in some extra people? I did. I've got a large award and I've got people to serve, um, but I, uh, I have not spent that budget and uh, I have no intentions to spend to the max. I think philosophically you should be working with what you need, not necessarily spending everything that you've got. All right, well stated, uh, which is why we appreciate you and your time here on the program, Stephen. We'll talk again real soon. Thank you. You got it, Stephen Holliday. He's the deputy mayor and counselor for Ward 2 at Tobacco Center. On that matter of the TTC uploaded to the province, uh, there are some people speculating that the province would then control things, get things done, get the damn subway uh, built, extended, refurbished, whatever, and uh, by doing so would obviously build hubs of housing and maybe affordable housing along those routes. This is the kind of stuff where private-public partnerships would really come to the fore and uh, those synergies would actually be beneficial and a boon to the city, as well as helping the province too. I guess some revenues would be realized, but uh, that's the story as far as that's concerned. Now you know. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.